Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, all of you fine individuals that are joining us this morning. Good morning. It is such a privilege. Morning, all the gentlemen. Did I say gentlemen? I said ladies. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Well, I thought you said members. Oh, well, then, well, I'm glad. Well, then we won't know what I said. That's a good thing, son. <laughs> Everybody's still sleeping. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If you don't know what I said, and I don't know what I said, and we just don't know what we said. And uh, so, uh, good morning to all of you fine individuals that are joining us. And, and I said individuals. That's what I said. All right, I feel better now. It's so good to be with you on this morning, and and to all your friends that uh, need you to slide. As the kids say, we slide into their text messages and, and their DMs. I know you don't know about that. You know, you pick up the phone and, and make sure it's on that 20-foot cord so you can go from the kitchen to the bathroom and not miss a beat on the conversation. But uh, we uh, we do other things now. And so I sent out my text message this morning. And if you have a text message you want to send out to somebody, if you know how to do it, that's all right. If not, we're going to definitely work on that down the road. And also we're going to hit Genesis 19 today. So if you want to get your Bibles open and and set to that, get your mind set to that, that will definitely be appreciated. Uh, I want to read for you a a text that I hope will speak to what we're going to talk about. Uh, I want to go back to Chapter 12. In verse 1, actually verse 2, I want to do. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I had the wrong page, son. Well, I guess we can shut the door on that. Uh, Verse 3, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I would like for that to be our verse of thought this morning as we deal in chapter 19 of Genesis in just a few moments. Before we get to that, my dear granny will come and open us in prayer, and then Mom Bell, we will hear from her and her beautiful piece here in a minute. Open thou my eyes that I may be the wonders out of thy law. 
Most holy and open, oh, holy and all wise fathers, we come this morning. We come to tell you thank you. We thank you, most holy and Father. We thank you because we are here again, bringing our voices together. We come to praise and to magnify your name. Help us, O oh God, as we go forth this day, that we will go forth trusting you, go forth looking to you, trusting in your word, knowing your word is you, God. Help us, O oh God, give and, O oh God, give us understanding that we may be able to walk in the light of your word. Give us your wisdom, your knowledge. We need you this morning, God. We can't make this journey by ourselves, but we are trusting you this morning, God. We are going to delight ourselves in you because of who you are and because who you have made us to be. We just thank you this morning. Bless this listening audience and bless all those, O oh God, that hear this word. Open up our understanding that we are walk in the light of your word and trust your word. We thank you this morning. We praise you and we magnify your name and we give your name all in honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Are you in trouble? Always. Well, I can tell. You banged on them keys like the police was after you. 
That was a beautiful, beautiful rendition. I must tell Jesus. And played it like he's in Carnegie Hall. All I need is a grand piano. Hey, we we got to work on that. We get you one of them little big boys that's nice and pretty and shiny that you can see your face on. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Genesis chapter 19, Uh, I have, in all sadness, been in this book for about three days because it's one of those books that, uh, even though it's small, and has only 36 verses in it. There's so much packed into those 36 verses. 38 verses. Ooh. Always got to have somebody correct me. 38 verses. <laughs> My point was, for the educators in the back of the room, Let all of the good stuff that's going on in this text is just so much to just throw away. I learned in chapter 19 that I've been lied to my entire life. I learned in chapter 19 that I've been taught wrong. I learned in chapter 19 that the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah ain't got nothing to do with gay folks. I learned in chapter 19 that it wasn't Jim and John who wants to go home and have a healthy relationship, at least under their standards. It wasn't about Samantha and Sally, who would like to have some children adopted, of course, or through some type of surrogate, and take those children under the same roof. It wasn't about the mom and the dad that may have an alternative ideology towards living, but their alternative is only between them and the people who are directly connected to them. No, chapter 19 shows us about his own version of an insurrection. Chapter 19 shows us about gang raping. You look at it. You get up to the top, up in verse number five, four, when all the men came down and they asked, they said, who are those two and bring them out so that we can have sex with them? A whole city of brothers. If they had a God to those two men, 
would have raped them right there in the middle of the city. That's the problem that we don't address. We want to talk about again, and I will say on this until I die. We want to talk about the gay folks for living alternative lifestyles and don't want to talk about the preachers that's raping the secretaries. That's what got Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. The preachers is taking the little boys in the back of the mass after mass and fondling them. It's not the folks out here that are doing their thing that may contradict the biblical text. No, it ain't them. If that's the case, then why aren't we upset with Lot? When Lot said to them, he said, listen, I don't have a problem with what y'all want. Let me give you a substitute. Take my daughters. Just don't bother these men. So if it was all about sex, then you would have to say that what Lot suggested was wrong. But again, it had nothing to do with the sex. It had to do with the forcefulness. The insubordination of the people, their will to be forced upon anybody who disagreed with them. And then you got something tucked away in that text that's very interesting. Speak something else going on around here. You hear them talk about, oh, this lot man, he's a foreigner. He's an immigrant. Don't you know it's Sodom first? You heard that in the recent days when there's been various members of our community of, of governance who now want to peel back all of the resources from our brothers and sisters over in Ukraine. One of them specifically got up. Now, we can argue whether or not they're giving too much money over there. That's another conversation. But one of them got up and didn't talk about the excessive amounts of resources, didn't talk about the budget, didn't talk about the debt ceiling, didn't talk about how much is going out the door and not enough coming in. No, 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 no. It had nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, this person had no problem with the money being spent. Just not that way. And this person got up, and I'm not going to tell you who it is because that's not my point. But they got up and said, no, we don't care about spending. We just care about the fact you're spending it on Ukraine because nobody cares about Ukraine. It's America and America only. Those are the tactics. You don't hear that being spit out in the gay community. It's a funny thing. Anytime you see a crisis going on in the world, the last person you see at the meeting is a prayer person. The last person you see is a missionary. 
But I can see everybody draped in the rainbow colors and the folks who lost wars to crayons and a tackle box, all of them are flying in the fields asking how we can help. Out in Michigan, in Jackson, a city that literally has the oldest water supply system in this nation. And those people are out there drinking water with lead in it. Isn't that a little bit worse than two dudes sleeping with somebody in their own house? That's what I wonder. In Russia right now, in Ukraine, there was an argument or an article that came out. A local blogger that I happen to invest in, if you will, from a viewing perspective. And death my time, should I say. And I watch him on the Instagram and his YouTube videos and so forth and so on. And he argued that some 14,000 Ukrainian kids have been kidnapped and raped by Russians. That's what got Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. But those are not the things that we talk about. No, we focus on people's individual choices. We focus on how they choose to live their life instead of focusing on what betters the message of the cross, what leads people to a saving Savior. I'm of the belief that if you led people to the cross, that they would find that maybe some of those things they are doing, they should do. But the argument has to be a compelling choice, not a motion of force. And as long as we put choice on the back burner, and yield it to force. We constantly get this repeat. Nobody's going to want to get saved if all we're going to do is cuss at them. Going back to chapter 19. My dear Lot did his best to save these brothers. Because, see, Lot knew something that the rest of the world didn't know. As a matter of fact, he stated it. He said, let me give you my daughters. I said that before, but let me tell you why he offered them. He said, because I can give you my daughters, y'all can do what y'all want, and that'll satisfy you, but for you to attack these men, would be devastating because they have come under the protection. Go back to chapter 12, 1 through 3. Not only will I protect you, Abraham, and your house, but I'll protect everybody connected to your house. 
And when they came after these men, when they declared war on these men, it wasn't about sex. I can't say that again. It was a declaration of war against these men. And when they came against these men, they came against Lot, which came against Abraham, which was declaring war on God. The question that I ask is how many times have folks declared war on God? When you do bad things to people, God's chilling, as they like to say. Touch not my anointed, do my prophet no harm, and it's better to have a millstone around your neck than to harm the least of my little ones. Now let me get down to what I came here for because I already did that and you got something special because I've already talked about that stuff in verbatim. But just because I like you, I'll tell you twice. Verse 27, early in the morning, Abraham went to the place where he stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and all the land of the plain. And he saw that smoke was going up from the land like the smoke of a furnace. So it was when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham and brought Lot out of the middle of the upheaval when he demolished the cities where Lot had lived. You go back up there. To verse number 17, the angel says, run for your life. Don't look back or you'll get swept away. And then down in 21, he says, hurry up, for I cannot do anything until you are gone. For all the folks who will tell you, that if God doesn't destroy America, he'll have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, I fall under lot. You told me I was a Judean Christian. You told me I was of the seed of Abraham. And he said it right there in 21. I can't do anything until you go. All of you praying mothers and and fathers, this world is still standing because God won't do anything to it as long as you're here. I would not subscribe to that lie that America is sick. It might have some symptoms, 
but America and its whole ain't sick because you ain't sick. It might be misguided, might be a little confused, might have some people that's a little bit on the other side of the field. But for America to be sick, that means you and I have to join in the fray. And I've come to the conclusion I ain't sick. And I would like for you to take that same consideration as well. You are God's child. You are the seed of God's servant Abraham. And just as he was with Abraham, with Noah, with Moses, and with Joshua, he will be with you. This morning, as Brother Dennis comes to pray, I ask you to consider that this morning. We pray, first of all, thanking that we had the opportunity to right in the wrong. That we had the opportunity to realize that even though certain things were told to us, This morning we got the opportunity to read it for ourselves and see that even in destruction, there's a blessing for you and me. May that be our prayer this morning as Brother Dennis comes to pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to come together. We thank you for the word this morning. God with us. Emmanuel. Jesus is with us. As long as we have him, we will always have hope for their future. We always have hope for ourselves. Have you read your Bible this morning? Have you heard what Eric has said? The most important is have you heard what God has told you? Have you heard him? Have you listened to him? Lord, we thank you for the day. We thank you that you watch over us and protect us. Lord, give us the strength that we need to get through today, tomorrow, and the next day. Lord, we know you'll continue to bless us as long as we continue to praise you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless.